And we're back. Super exciting. The superest of most excitings. And uh, I'm afraid I, I am going to be super echoey, but welcome on in. Second and short podcast, talking fantasy football. I'm Tyler. He is Jason. We've been pretty busy with uh, a little thing called um, the Scott Fishbowl season 12. You might have heard about yeah. it. This local little charity thing, you know, um, it's in the it's in the local area of the United States of America. Um, you know, couple twenty four. I don't even know. I don't know how many people are there. I'm, I'm, I think it's like twenty four thousand or something. Like that. I don't know. There's a lot of people. A million. There's a million people in it. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you might you might not have heard of it. I mean, but you know, I hear like there's some celebrities, some sports writers, you know, some fantasy analysts. Now, I hear that they all vie to get spots for this thing, and, you know, we're just good enough to get one. Lucky enough is more like it. But what we're going to do is we're going to talk <laughs> about kind of our – let's talk about our approach to Scott Fishbowl, and we're going to talk to you guys about what has transpired up to date. Uh, we're not going to get a pick live on here. We were hoping we did. We just selected earlier today uh, in, our, in, what, the 15th round – and so I doubt it's going to get back around to us. We got like 15 picks. So with that being said, let's just talk about our talks. Okay. I wanted to do this episode during the draft starting. It didn't work out for us time-wise. Going into the draft, we had one plan, like one plan. And we did a lot of mocks and it was like, yeah, it's going to work every time we're good. And our plan was we get Josh Allen. Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow at pick five. And they went one, two, three. Yeah. And, and we had, we had a contingency plan too. We were going to go maybe quarterback, but um, we, we, we landed in a spot that was really unique that kind of mapped the rest of the, the rest of the uh, draft out worse. Yeah, and we 100% have a motto here on second and short. We like to zag when everybody zigs, or if you want to say it the other way, we like to zig when everybody else zags. We like to change direction and try and influence movement. Now, I'm going to say in the first round, we had zero influence at all on what happened because everybody was kind of set. I've heard of leagues from the Scott Fish in the first round that 11, 11 quarterbacks went in the first round. Uh, there have been leagues where it's probably about, probably, I'm going to say probably about nine is like the average amount of running backs that go in the first round is probably we'd say. I'm sure there's, there's, I've seen leagues out there where guys that were getting drafted in the second or third for us felt like the sixth or seventh. And I'm like, what is going on? So we go Jonathan Taylor. Now, Jonathan Taylor, let's talk about our first pick. Um, we didn't really have any other plans after that. It was all about being fluid, which everybody should do. This is all for all of your drafts, not just Scott Fish, for everything. Um, hold on. Let's rewind. I just thought about this. What if they have no idea who we're talking about? Scott Fish Bowl, large charity, um, national competition. Analysts, fans come together, celebrities join in, right? Well, what it is, the super flex. There's three additional flex. We're talking four flex. Um, there's 11 starters, 11 bench. Tight end premium, 1.5 points per catch for tight end position. Uh, first down bonuses for players as well. And quarterbacks that have 
A 66% is the completion percentage. If they are at 66 or above, they can earn bonuses. If they're below that mark, they can get some bad marks on their report card and start losing some fantasy points for you. So efficient passing is, is key. Now, 66 is a very, I feel like that's the NFL average. So it's probably why. So yeah. now with all that being said, 1.5 comes around. Uh, Lamar Jackson also went at pick four right before us. So we're four quarterbacks out right now. The three that we really wanted are gone. And we decided to go Jonathan Taylor running back. Now, uh, his average ADP is 5.1 in the Scott Fishbowl. Uh, his earliest pick was at pick one. Somebody got this guy at 2.01 is where his range was. And we're going to show you guys these pictures of all this stuff. I'll get pictures for you. But yeah, that's his range that he went. And what's crazy about that is that uh, you're getting the number one running back, and he was the number one running back. That means that's the league that had 12 straight quarterbacks go. Yeah. His ADP is 5.01. We got him at we got him at pick five. So we didn't gain value on this. We didn't lose value. What we did though is we got a competitive edge, I feel like, on the running back position. We lost out on this these top tier quarterbacks that we had. So we, you know, we zag a different way. Yeah. And um, we had a discussion to possibly go uh, Pat Mahomes here. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went, me and you went back and forth. I was, was I was kind of kinda leaning. Yeah, we 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 kind of went back and forth, but we did what we do best. Uh, we we try to buck the system. We and once we get into talking about this a little more, you're going to see how bad we buck the system. And it, I think it led to us having a solid all around team that's going to really shake some things up with our draft strategy. But yeah. going. Uh, Jonathan Taylor here, I think was was our best option because um, one, you know, you get the receiving bonus, you're going to get the first down bonus. He's going to be a workhorse if he stays yeah. healthy. He's uh, got a solid offensive line to run behind, and you know, I think this was this was where we had to make the educated uh, decision to secure somebody because he's. Um, in this type of format, he's one of the few outliers from uh, quarterbacks that's getting well over 300 points. Yeah, and that was kind of a key. In our first few rounds, who can get 300 points? That's what we wanted to maximize. If you can get 300 points, um, I forget the guy, and I wish I could give him a shout-out. I follow, we follow him on Twitter, and he did his projections of the Scott Fishbowl based on their point scoring, and he had like 28 guys projected to hit over 300-point mark. So when I looked at those projections, my goal was, and it wasn't necessarily just them, but I kind of used that as a range. I was like, 30. There's probably 30 players that are going to score over 300 in this league. We need to lock up three to four of them if we can. Well, everybody else is trying to get these quarterbacks. Let's take a value here. So we decided to, and mind you, pre-draft, we were saying first three to four rounds, we're getting two quarterbacks. Like We were locked in that mindset. Yeah. And value kind of fell, and we kind of, First round, you know, we, we kind of say who we like, and Jason kind of gets final say. Second round, kind of said who we liked. I kind of got final say, and we kind of just, like, went back and forth, uh, except for when this guy made a pick when I was still sleeping. But that's okay. We'll get to there. So, hey, hey, hey. hey you right. leave me by myself on Supervised. As you're saying, things go crazy. They go hectic. Lots of quarterbacks go. Yeah. Um, what do you have for first-round first quarterbacks? We had how many go in that first round? 
uh, let's see, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine quarterbacks nine. win the nine quarterbacks out of the first 12. So then we get back around second round. We're drafting at 2.08. Pick 20. By pick 20, how many quarterbacks have been selected? One, two, three, four, five. Five additional, so 14 out of 20 picks. Before we out of nine, our second four, pick. 14 out of 19. So we had a choice to do. Now, Travis Kelsey already went in the second round, which kind of show you our little round two uh, going. So we decided, you know what, let's just let's do what we just did again. We got the running back one. Why don't we get the tight end one? So we grabbed Mark Andrews right here. Uh, I thought it was a no-brainer. I thought, okay, there's like five, six quarterbacks I like here. On the turn when they come back, let's grab a quarterback. We'll be good. Like, not everybody's going to go double quarterback, um, right? Like, we should be fine. Uh, even yeah. though, like I said, we're already 14 in. So we're already out of the QB1 category if it falls how it's supposed to based on ADP. So we got Mark yeah. Andrews. He has an ADP of 17.6. We got him about almost three spots past his ADP in this, in this uh, concept, in this format. We got a little bit of value there. Mark Andrews and Jonathan Taylor, while they might not finish as number one again, they both should finish in the top five of their position. And they both should be in that top 30 to 40 scores overall in the league yeah yeah and this is like you said this is where we um are liking to try to make up what we may miss out on quarterbacks yes. at other key positions that don't hold the value that they that a quarterback does in this format because i mean you talked about this multiple times hiding position in this league after your first four or five is a significant drop. I mean, it's almost like a cliff. Yes. So securing a tight end here um, was was your call, and it was uh, the seeing how everything pays out. I do feel it was the right call because we got the value and we locked up a key position that does have a steep drop off after the the probably four tight end four we see the drop off all right so now we're sitting here and we're looking at we just had pick 20 14 picks before us have went quarterback we've just got to wait eight more picks until we get our next pick right so tell us what happens after those eight picks how many quarterbacks went again no actually no no we win oh we went at 12 picks third round is a reversal round ah because popular is the third round reversal, which kind of takes your, if you got one, one, it puts you at the end of round three, because it kind of divvies up the talent across the league. And it makes it a little bit more interesting. I, I haven't been a fan of this until last year when I got into a few leagues. And I've seen, like I said, I've seen this occurring more often. And I've seen the, the gap in teams close greatly. Yeah. Um, and I kind of like this. Uh, so, so we're three eight now. So once once we go Andrews, uh, we have one, two, two more quarterbacks go before we're back on the clock. So now we are sixteen quarterbacks down. We're at pick thirty two. Half the picks have been quarterback at this point. Actually, it was more than that. It was like, I mean, because the there was a lot of run before us before quarterbacks hit. So. 
what do we do? We've got to take a big old risk and we've got to try and go somewhere else. And we're sitting at pick 32 and you had this idea. Let's just, let's just go get a guy that is probably going to light it up. You know, we couldn't get Josh Allen. Let's get Stefan Diggs. And we did. And he probably should let's light get, it up. Let's get, let's get the number one quarterback's favorite target. Mm-hmm. And this is where we came into the discussion of let's go no QBs till yeah. late. And we caught, I've caught a lot of flack on and I, and I, and we kind of, we've got some, we got some interesting uh, comments. Uh, I'm in a chat with the, with the other additional owners in, in the league and they kind of gave me the side eye was like, eh, what? Okay, and I feel that this is where we got value. Where is he typically going? He's going at pick 31 is his ADP, and we got him at 32. So we, we kind of we got him right where he sits, and <laughs> we, we just start discussing the, the mastermind plan that no QBs. And we do it. And so now, now we're in a position where, like, I mean, we're looking at it. Jonathan Taylor should be top five in his position. Mark Andrews should be top five in his position. Stephon Diggs should be top five in his position. Um, all these guys should score in the top 30 points if they finish top five where we project them. And we're kind of, we're making up this ground where we decided not to go quarterback in round one. Because of that, we were behind the eight ball of getting a, a potential QB1. Well, Everybody else is thinking of QB1. We actually still get a, a, a top 12 quarterback, fantasy-wise, we think, later in this draft. So what do we do? We come back around eight picks later. Now we're sitting here at pick 40. A couple more quarterbacks go after us. A, a big surprise here um, towards the end of the third, yeah. the beginning of the fourth. Jameis Winston comes off the board really early. Uh, we were projecting him to fall to like yeah, six, the end seven, of the third. Eight, and at the end of the third, he goes. And Winston was our target. We were like, we're going to get Winston and we're going to get Wentz and we're going to get them at like six and eight and we're going to be great. So I just said, you know what? This, who cares? Let's keep going. Let's get another top five type value guy. And we take a guy with an ADP of 38. We get him at 40. So again, we're getting a little bit of value everywhere. We take Debo Samuel. Uh, This is madness, right? This is crazy. And everybody's been telling me, and I've been listening out here and they're like, well, he's not going to run the ball as much. Like, right? Like he's not going to, 30, 40, 50 rushing attempts. And then my mind, I'm sitting here and I'm like, what's he going to do? Say, no, I'm not going to go on the field. Like these guys are winners. They want to win. And if there's an opportunity for him to help his team, yeah. win, he's going to do it. And I like to think that Debo's, this whole saga is overblown. because social media is overblown. But we potentially, we get him as like wide receiver eight and we get him in a spot where we get a little bit of value and he could be a top five receiver. Or if you're watching our videos from earlier in this year, somebody kind of predicted him to be wide receiver one. Yeah. And this is where the discussion, we start putting our money where our mouth is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we discussed, you know, I predicted wide receiver one numbers out of him and we're getting him here. So if we, we stick with our guns, we take him. He ends up being wide receiver one. That means we've got possibly the running back one, possibly the tight end one, potentially two top five wide receivers. Mm-hmm. I think, and me and you discussed this, I think that bridges that gap where we missed out on quarterbacks 
that it bridges that gap and we got skill positions to make up those points and be still be competitive in a highly competitive league. You know, and I, I, I agree. I agree with this. And so we come back around. Um, quarterbacks are still flying off the board, but we've decided we're just not going to look at quarterbacks. We're going to get quarterbacks in the 20s. Because of this, we're going to try and maximize value. Now, we do something here that I think is maybe one of our, it's not our questionable pick, but it is a, it is a risk because ideally in the digs round, if we could have went running back there, we could have saved ourselves here and maybe went with another receiver. Um, but I'm not mad at this. And we come back around and we're at pick 56, I believe. Yeah, pick eight, pick 56. And we get a guy with an ADP of 57. So we're right in range. And we get running back David Montgomery. We decide to lock up two running backs. Now, through a lot of our mock drafts, we had learned that running back dries up really quick in these leagues. When you hit like round 11, 12, you're, you're fighting for, hey, I hope this guy gets yeah. injured because other guy gets injured type thing. And we get to a spot where, you know, let's say Dave Montgomery. We like them. They run the ball a lot. Granted, Pula Herbert is still there. Granted, we can still potentially, you know, you know, we can work something out, sneak in there that Dave Montgomery is actually going to outperform him uh, being 100%. And, uh, yeah, I just think, I think Montgomery is going to still be an RB2 in this league. Uh, he got drafted as high as RB10, got drafted as low as RB23. Uh, we got him right in the middle of that. You know, we got him at 5'8", which is right in the middle of his range that he was getting drafted. So, I mean, I'm happy locking up a second running back this early. It allowed us to kind of push away from running back. Um, we get like one more here in a little bit, and then we kind of fall back for a second. But Dave Montgomery, I think, is going to have a fantastic upside yeah. of RB, RB20 is where I would be very happy with him finishing. Yeah, he's definitely uh, – I, I definitely feel that he's going to be an RB2 type uh, range. Uh, Definitely. So that means 24 or higher. Uh, I think he's going to be more in the teens, the late teens uh, production wise, but he's a big bruising back. Uh, they're going to Justin Fields this year, which doesn't bode well for a lot of downfield threats. So maybe a possible a lot of check downs because Montgomery does. He's solid in the open field and he can be a bruiser between the tackles and break one every now and then so getting him as our rb2 was something i really liked because we're approaching that that cliff on running backs and we hit it gradually cliff happened gradually. very soon after yes yes so as soon as we get montgomery here it's like okay this was and we see who are, who goes there we see that this was the right decision and we're we are montgomery truthers here on the podcast so we love this pick we like the value we got in this pick and hopefully he carries us through for some wins yeah and then we came back through and while we said hey we're gonna do this in this draft we're gonna do this in draft i'm gonna tell you right now i i had this written <laughs> down the sixth round is when we're gonna grab this wide receiver he's going sometimes in the fifth he went as high as the fourth in some drafts um he never fell past the mid seventh dj moore the news moved him up six spots in ADP. His ADP was 58. Uh, we got him at, we got 6'5", right? So we're taught, wait, right? Yeah, 6'5". Yeah. So, I mean, we got yeah, him, we at, got him at 65. Yeah. Yeah, 65. So we saved like a, a half a round on this in value. And DJ Moore's our third wide receiver. So now we have in our arsenal, 
We're six rounds in. We have locked in a top five running back, a top 20 running back, two top 10 receivers, probably top five, and a top, I'm going to say 15 receiver. DJ Moore has been finishing anywhere from, from 16 to like 20 for the past four years. I don't see why that uptick doesn't go. All he needs literally, if he doubles his touchdowns, which I know sounds crazy, but like he hasn't had a, a, he hasn't had a touchdown season more than four. If he just scores eight touchdowns and we don't change anything else about his stats, just his eight touchdowns, he jumps from like wide receiver, like 18 to like wide receiver 11. It's insane how much those four scores change everything. Um, and I mean, if you meet that halfway, he's going to jump up into the top 15. And now we have three top 15 receivers plus a top three tight end. So while we lost the value on quarterback there, we're gaining value by having these top tier at their positions. And this is, this is the one that, you know, I, I can see this too, <laughs> because in every mock that we've done, this is where we was getting him. It was very little discussion. There was a couple of things thrown back and forth, and it was, yes, this is where we're going to DJ Moore. This is yeah. one of your homer picks uh, as a Panthers fan that I feel that's going to pay off, pay off for us and uh, leave some bounds. And now when we come around to our seventh round, this is where we kind of, we did kind of reach a little bit because like we said, that running back cliff was hitting us hard and we didn't want to miss this. Like we had to, we had to lock up a, our running back three. We couldn't go any further without it. Right. And we went Damian Harris. Well, mm -hmm. after, and, and after us. Oh yeah. So after we took DJ Moore, you had one, two, three, four, five six seven eight nine ten eleven people are taking like their wide, uh, wide receiver one and stuff we're taking we, we just took our wide receiver three with wide receiver one potential yeah and so and because of that we had a little opportunity to reach here where we took at pick 80 we took damian harris uh his adp is 95 so we took him about a full round higher than where he goes but because we started a receiver trend we thought everybody's going to be like, we all locked up our receivers. When we come back around, we're going to grab some more running backs. And there was a serious, like, if David Montgomery got us up to the cliff, Dave, Damian, or David Montgomery got us up to the cliff. Yeah, Damian Harris was, like, having us dangle over, holding on with, like, three fingers. The running back cliff is here. We're about to fall in. There's, yeah. nothing, there's nothing left. And locking up a guy that I think is, I don't, I don't care who's competing against him. The guy doesn't fumble the ball knock on wood um the guy scores a lot of touchdowns knock on wood uh, and the guy is just he's just trusted and he's going into a contract year so bill belichick is going to trust the guy that doesn't fumble that scores a lot for him on goal line work and uh goal line backs you know like him even though he's more than that uh they get first downs hey there's bonus points for that and on top of that he's in the final year you know what bill belichick's gonna do he's gonna ride that horse till its legs break and then be like ah this pony sucks i want a new one yeah. We're still the pony's still rideable right now. We're jumping on and we're gonna ride an RB2. I'm predicting RB23 or four, and we're gonna lock up three receivers, three running backs, all top 24 potential at their position. And we're sitting here, and you know, people are quarterback two, got two quarterbacks on their team, and we're sitting here not sweating it. We're we're actually texting each other back and forth laughing about these picks because we're like we're going to get quality quality uh quarterbacks and 
we've got everything else locked up. And I think this is, you mentioned how important this is because this is a guy that if he's just in there to get first, the first down bonus is going to help us. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and he's a, t- like you said, touchdown vulture. So if he gets two touchdowns or even one touchdown and five first downs, that's that's all a contributor. Just just those stats alone. That's not co- counting yardage or receptions or receiving yards. That's just first downs and a touchdown. And overall, I'd like and to say he's our had, running back three. He's our running back three, and we had a pretty good. That was day two. We had four picks in the first day, three picks in the second day. Really good. And now this is where the tension in this podcast is going to pick up because I went to bed and I woke up at a regular time zone, not this Eastern bullshit. And um, it's like 730 for me, but it's 930 for Jason. So he's already he's, he's ready to go. He's 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 worked out. He's had his coffee. He's about he's prepping his lunch today. He's, you know, he's in the final day. Of his I'm at work. work. It didn't work. And, I'm at uh, work. And he just, he, and he made a pick. And you know what? The more I sit on it, the more I'm okay with it. We got him in range. His ADP is 95. Uh, we got him at pick what? What's, uh, what we got him pick round 8.5. So that's what? 8.5. Seven, seven, seven rounds times 12 is 84. 84. Plus five is 89. So we got him like six picks early. We got him in the right round. He went as high as tight end six in the fourth round I've seen um, and fell all the way to tight end 13 in the 12th round. So good on you. Um, you know, at at Ben Wraith for that huge value in the 12th. And Jason took tight end Dawson Knox. Now, let's talk about the negatives real quick before you dive in the positive. This will be super quick. Okay. Uh, they lose Cole Beasley, but they turn around and they bring in Jameson Crowder. Uh, we're expecting an extended workload for Gabe Davis. They draft Khalil Shakir. They draft James Washington. They tried bringing in JD McKissick as a pass catching running back. Those are all the negatives. However, this team doesn't run the ball as well as they should. We're still, you know, living over here in Zach Moss land. Sad. Um, but what they do really well, um, this guy, Josh Allen, throws the ball pretty well. Throws a lot of touchdowns. Uh, they move the chains a lot. And that's why I think what your motivation here with Dawson Knox is, is that he's a guy that's going to get eight-plus touchdowns and probably get about 30 first downs this year, maybe, hopefully. Go and talk about that. And also, I, I'm thinking, you know, the first first down bonus and the trust. The trust is there. Um, Allen likes to scramble when he breaks out of that pocket. That release valve, Dawson Knox is a huge middle of the field or the back of the end zone if you're inside the 20, a uh, huge red zone target. And just like we talked about Stefan Diggs, this is also a trusted target. So having a big, reliable body when the pocket breaks down, when you have to scramble and look downfield, I think this big target is going to be an, a bonus for us because one, they they've got our running back. So when they get to that five, about that five to go to get the first down. You're going to be looking at tight end, tight end passes, quick slant, something like that, with him going one on one with linebackers, with him having the size advantage 
of possibly getting in between linebackers DB. He's going to have that size size advantage. Now, so we have to this is here. where I look at the first down bonus. Okay. We have to freeze here. Hold on, because we're running out of time, and we could talk about Austin Knox today, and we're going to talk about some more. We're going to give you two minutes because round nine comes around and we go, you know, all right, fine. Fine, it's a super flex league. Let's draft a quarterback. We're not going to talk too much on him because we always talk about him. But we get Carson Wentz in the ninth round. We get Jared Goff in the 10th. And whenever we're done here in a second, I'm going to show you guys our draft board that we have updated to this point. Um, by the time we post this, there's going to be more picks. But we get our guy Carson Wentz. Review on getting Carson Wentz at quarterback 24, uh, who a guy that has went as high as pick 3-5, in his latest 12-8? Because he's our boy. He's our boy. I mean, <laughs> this is the, the QB we've hyped on his podcast, on our podcast. Uh, so this felt right. This is this is the fantasy football gods bestowing upon us. Again, put your money where your mouth is. Here, Wentz is sitting here. You guys hype him up. Here's your opportunity to, to back it up. And that's exactly what we've done. And that's the big thing here. I mean, we've talked about Mark Andrews is probably going to finish as a top three guy. Jonathan Taylor is going to finish still in the top five. Debo Samuel is our wide receiver one prediction this year. Your guy. I think Carson Wentz has quarterback 12 potential, and we get him at quarterback 24. We got him and Jared Goff. And Jared Goff, mind you, we got him in the next round, finishes quarterback 24 last year. Had he played those extra three games that he missed with his average points per game, we're talking about quarterback 15 slash 16. So if we get two guys that perform in the top 20 of quarterbacks, I think we're going to have a closer gap than we would drafting the 24th or 26th running back in comparison to getting the QB3 or QB4. So with all that being said, yeah, I'm pretty happy with our draft, which, by the way, our draft is right here. Check it out. Review it. Be ready because TikTok, we're going to drop every pick. We're going to kind of go over an update thing to kind of give everybody this year. We have lots of videos coming up. It is going to be fast tracking as we approach middle of July through to August, and it's going to be nonstop action that being said i'm tyler lauder he's jason teasley make sure follow like subscribe go to all of our social media platforms be ready because mosaic mc as soon as my brother gets back from his japan trip we're gonna have some major content coming out and it's gonna be fantastic so any other last words jason what is the plans like what are we gonna do oh we're going we're going to keep everybody we're going to keep everybody on the edge of their seats and we're going to zig when everybody zags, just like we always do. And with that being said, get out there and make some trades. We'll see you guys next.